up, you guys? Hello. Bienvenidos. Welcome, everybody, to part two of this real estate podcast episode, where yeah. we have the amazing Chris Ortiz here, and he is going to be touching on what we missed last episode. So Michelle's going to start us off with a, with a recap and then story time. Yeah, but before um, we head there again, thank you so much for being here yet once again. Yes. Um, and unintentionally, we started like this like little mini series and um, for you guys so that you guys get a lot of this information in um, through another uh, form because I know you have some videos too oh, on yeah. your... Um, on your Instagram, Instagram yep. yeah. and you yep. create a lot of very good, juicy, informational videos. So this is just another way to get to you guys and, you know, help you guys out. But um, let's initiate. Yeah, so let's start with the salute, shall we? Salute. Salute. All right, all right. Cheers. 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 Happy belated 4th of July. Yes, that's right. <laughs> all right, you guys. I'm excited for this episode. I Me am too. too. I feel yeah. like it's going to be just filled with information like last episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. And agreed. Our credit episode is just going to be loaded. Yep. Lots of good value. Yep. Lots yeah. of good value. Lots of good value. <clears throat> Lots. But um, all right. <laughs> you have a story for us, right? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to start off. This is not real estate related. Um, this is get to know Chris time. This is a get to know Chris. And the first time I ever used the word, I think it's a Latin term called way. Que onda way. Que onda way. Que onda way. Que onda way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, the story on this is I used to work for Amy's Kitchen. You guys okay. know who that is? Yeah. yeah. Over there on the North Point in Santa Rosa. Used to work there, and that's where I learned the majority of my Spanish. And part of that was I learned this a lot of slang terms, and mm-hmm. that was way. Mm-hmm. So, one day, <laughs> I <laughs> I went to my grandmother's house. I was going showing up for lunch, knocking on her door, and said, oh, okay. I think I said, que onda way, or something <laughs> like that. Um, not no. thinking, not thinking anything of it whatsoever. You know what I mean? I was just joking around and she very lightly just, just tapped me on the cheek and said, no, 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 it's funny because I think that from our grandma's generation, even my mom, like that's just not a word that you would use. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like dude, you know, like that's, you don't you, like what's up, dude. You don't say yeah, that to your grandma. However, like my mom, like my mom's youngest sister, she's kind of like in her mid thirties now, but all throughout her whole entire life, she used way with everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're or like que pedo, you know, like yeah. she always used the, like those terms. And so to the young folks, it's just such a normal way of communicating. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I guess when you try to use that with like, you okay, know, no. an older person. Yeah, I would never say that to my grandma. My grandma would be like, yes, yeah. well, yeah, my It's exactly. crazy because with my uncles, I do have a very... Like a uh, very compadre, así, que pedo, wey, como andas, como andas. Yeah, oh, it's more chill. chill. Like, I feel like more I chill. to my aunt. And then whenever they do something that is, like, clearly not healthy for them or their bodies, I always tell my, talk to my grandma about it. And I'm like, no, es que el wey de, you know, my uncle's name. And they get, no, es que el wey de esto, el wey del otro. And I say it like that, but with confianza. And she doesn't yeah. take it as, like, a disrespectful way because we're so way <laughs> but because we're so close i think that she 
um, she sees it as like, okay, it's a normal thing. She can call them that. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. That is hilarious. Well, I'm pretty close <laughs> to my grandmother. I guess she's just more formal. No, you speaking. can't. No, I. You, just, you no. don't say that. You don't say that you to your grandma. You do not say that to, way to your grandma. But okay. when I was describing my uncles, I did say el way de, and then describe described what was going on. Yeah. Got it. Um, but I never called my grandma. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, no, no, that's a big fucking no, no. <laughs> I know. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I learned. Yep, yeah, but who do we have in the house today, guys? Ooh, yes. What are we sipping on? Yes. We are sipping on some Barrel Brothers. Barrel Brothers is located in Windsor, right off of Shiloh. Um, if you get off on Shiloh and you go right like you're going towards Walmart, instead of going left, you can just keep going straight, and then it's the very next left. Um, it's like where all the uh, industrial, I think it's Industrial Avenue or Industrial Park or something like that. Um, but yeah, local brewery in Windsor. This one's called Batch Don't Kill My Vibe. It's a West Coast IPA. It's very, very smooth. <laughs> uh, very creative on the name. I know. Batch they're don't qu- they're quoting vibe. a rapper, obviously. You guys know I'm hoping. Yeah. Ooh. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken- Kendrick Lamar. Kenny Lamar. That's right. Thank I you. Love Good, job. Good job. I was gonna... Kendrick just hits a different place in my heart. Oh, yeah? Kenny oh, yeah. I love Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So yeah, that's what we're sipping on today. It's pretty Another good. local brewery. So if you haven't checked it out, I have not been here before, oh and gosh. I didn't know they existed. I'm not really around Windsor much, but we have to go try it. They, we now we now we're gonna go check it out. Oh, we so Ken- Kendrick Lamar uses. I just noticed <laughs> it, but his album cover is like a minivan, and this is so similar to actually his <laughs> album cover too. I didn't Very, even yep. see that. Yep. Wow, that's pretty cool. Love that. Mm. Yep. That's awesome. Super awesome. tasty. You guys go check them out. Shout out to Barrel Brothers in Windsor. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. So let's get down to business. All right. So just a quick recap of the our last episode. Um, if you're just chiming in, make sure that you go check the previous episode, the part, part one, one. Uh, to this episode. But we have Chris in the house. So if you are, again, you're like, who was this guy again? Give us a very brief introduction. Uh, the best real estate you've ever heard of in Sonoma County. Hell there yeah. you go. He's a realtor. Cr- Easy. Local realtor. <laughs> Done deal. Amazing. Gets the job done. <laughs> yeah. Handles yeah. his business. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing guy. That's We're awesome. so happy to have you here. Thank yes. you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> so last time we were talking about what it really takes to purchase a home and our emphasis was really uh, first time home buyers. And um, just a very, very brief uh, recap of our last episode. We talked about, um, you know, having the 3% down, a 680 credit score and to factor in some of the uh, closing costs. So Correct. if you have any uh, further questions in that regard, make sure you go back and listen to the part one. But today we're going to pick up right where we left off. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to see um, what were some of the additional key points that we might have missed in that episode. Yeah. And I know we had discussed a, a couple of them um, that we wanted to get more information. So um, what Absolutely. are some of those key points? I'll take it away. So yeah, so just just again, just to recap you guys, the the, the three main things is going to be 3% down, 680 of credit score minimum, and factor in some closing costs, okay? Uh, the one thing that we did leave out from last time is going to be job security. That is yeah. a big, big thing that yeah. lenders look out for. Uh, do, you, do you know what the minimum, what they prefer for the minimum to see? No, actually, I don't. No? no? Okay. Well, the Two min- years might be my guess. Good job. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So two, two years. years. Right, right. So whether it's you applying for yourself or if you're applying with your partner, a wife, or a husband, as long as you both have a 680 credit score and if you both have two years minimum of a consistent income that you can prove uh, via you know pay stubs, and or, and or bank statements, that is a great, great start. Okay. Oh, 
Well, I actually have a question in that regard. Um, Because Christian had, for example, when we went through the process, Mm -hmm. he went through a promotion. Yes, I was, yeah. Yeah, so he went through a promotion Mm -hmm. where it was a huge, significant... uh, I increase guess in increase pay. in pay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because he became the boss. And um, when you have, or even for someone who maybe just switched jobs or is considering getting a better opportunity, how would that impact you when you're looking for a um, home? Oh, sorry. Changing your job in, okay. in between like yeah. that two period. So, so like, like if you're getting, yeah. pro- like even if you're within your job, your company, and you mm-hmm. keep getting promoted, mm-hmm. So but technically, it's a diff- different job title on your resume. It's Usually, not going to be. Now I see where you're going with this. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So he, so for example, Christian's working at his at his job for five years. He just he, we just got into contract and he just got a promotion kind of thing. Yeah, like okay. yes. he just well, like he just went through that or right. wants to go through a promotion per right. se or even. I say promotion because he's actually stayed within the company, but let's think about like if you switched companies and right. got a pay bump. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. If you switch companies, I'm not 100% certain on what okay. the lenders would ask you for. I'm sure they're going to ask you for proof of a some kind of letter from like the CEO or, or somebody from HR from the company just to clarify that you do currently work there and that you are fixed to work there for a certain amount of time. Oh, okay. Um, awesome. oh, okay. However, however, if you, let's say, for example, Christian's worked at Nissan, right? Right. So if Christian works at Nissan, we hop into escrow and he gets a... $20,000 per year uh, pay pay increase. And right. they're in a total different position. That's fine as long as he still works for Nissan and as long as his uh, his boss or his supervisor writes some kind of letter saying, yes, he does have this new position at this new income level, but he has been with the company for X amount of years. X amount of years. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's you can, you can, Yeah, that's all. That's that's a that's a positive thing. Any any kind of increases and bonuses obviously is a positive thing. But um, yeah, as long as you're with the same company and as long as you can prove it in writing, that's all the lender needs. It's just in writing. Do you think there is more... Sorry, Michelle, I, I, I noticed that you were going to ask a question. Do you think there is more leniency or obviously it's case by case you have to definitely take your case into consideration but Mm -hmm. do you think there's more leniency with private lenders than with banks like the big like the big like like the big banks like do you think they're more strict on no we have to show two years of income as opposed to a private lender that you can prove to the lender okay you've been making this amount of money for Mm -hmm. this many years for example you've been working for a job for Mm -hmm. two years you just graduated with a master's Mm -hmm. Right. An mm-hmm. example, you just graduated with a master's and now you qualify for a job that pays you $50,000 more a year. Right. Right. So now you have, you know, you are pursuing your career, but you also want to buy a home. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think let private lenders would take that into consideration depending on your situation? And I just want to say for those that are listening, uh, while you think about an answer for that question, is that when we're talking about working with a realtor and then now you have a lender, the lender who you so choose to work with is the person that is going to help you, um, you know, lend you for the mortgage and purchasing the, the home, home, right? Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to clarify, clarify that. that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. Okay. So your question, give it to me. Is a- My question is, if I graduate and I mm-hmm. and I just or I found a job that is in my career path mm-hmm. that I'm I'm making a lot more money, mm-hmm. but I've consistently been working at Starbucks and I've been making the money that I've been making at Starbucks mm-hmm. and I qualify for a home, mm-hmm. but I just changed jobs because I graduated and now I have a career level position. Gotcha. Not that working at Starbucks isn't a career; it is, but sure. a career level position for what you studied for. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you think private lenders could potentially take that into consideration gotcha. of like, okay, you're moving forward, you're moving up in your life. Um, we're going to great question. Wave that you have to have two years consistent. That is a, that is an excellent question. I can't answer that a hundred percent confidently because I'm not I'm not hundred percent certain. But I can tell you. Uh, there's not a whole lot of consistency. So each lender is going to be different, whether you go okay. to Chase or Wells Fargo, or if you go to Summit Funding or, or Cross Country Mortgage, every every other lender, so to speak, is going to have their own uh, have their terms. own per- per- terms and parameters okay. that, that you okay. need. Great, great question. At the end of the day, I don't think so. Uh, this it, is just my opinion. Okay. This is my guess. So I don't think so. It's all going to come down to... Uh, and, and this is just me just flipping the script and reverse psychology here. If I'm the one lending you money, I don't really care. All I want to see is cons- that you have a consistent, consistent income. income and that you have a job to bring to, to pay yourself. That way you can eventually pay, you know, me and the loan and right. so on and so forth. Does that make sense? Is so that you fair? think if someone, yeah. So you think if. I don't think so. It, yeah. Whether, whether you have whatever aspirations you have at the end of the day, if we're getting down to brass tacks here, it all comes down to what's on paper right then and there. And I think in a nutshell, okay. it also comes down to the lender you're working with. Yes, 100%. Yeah, some because, lenders, yeah. yeah. Some lenders, I mean, you know, you know, we, we've we yeah. experienced that together. Some yeah. lenders can be very, very conservative, and then you can have other lenders who are the complete opposite. Yep, and and with that, if I, uh, if I can bring up, it kind of goes hand in hand with that, and we can come back to that mm-hmm. particular scenario, um, but... This all has to do with the pre-approval. Right. So I, oh, I wanted yeah. to see if there is any way possible where you can help us break down what is an, a pre-approval mm-hmm. and why is it important. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's a pre-approval? That's mm-hmm. the question. Okay. Yep. Let's do it. So, so uh, yeah, pre-approval is basically after you reach out to your professional realtor, wherever you're in, uh, in the world. Um, if it's in County, obviously it's me. And then after that, I recommend you to a lender. I forgot your question. What's the, pre- pre- well, the pre-approval? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So a pre-approval process is going to be basically after you talk to me, I refer to you to a local lender. And then that lender is going to ask you for multiple things. They're going to ask you for proof of income. They're going to ask you for bank statements. They're going to ask you for your last between two to three years of your bank sta- or excuse me, of your uh, of your tax returns. And they're also going to run your credit. Uh, those so, are the, sorry. So th- this is your tax returns, your W-2s. This is not your right. checks. Uh, some, it, it all depends. Some some lenders want the whole nine yards. Oh, and shit. And they'll ask for okay, checks. So just they'll ask for a... checks. They'll ask for pay stubs, bank okay. statements. Good the, to and know. The whole nine yards. Some of them will just ask for the bare minimum just to show your income, which is going to be your, your pay stubs and, yeah. and a bank statement. Yeah. Some other ones will go, again, the full nine yards and ask for a multitude of different different proven methods of, of your income and your assets. So just know that you have to have your tax returns right. and your pay stubs just in case and yes. just have everything prepared so when you are ready to go through that process. Mm-hmm. It's a drag. I'm not going to lie. The pre-approval process is a pain in the butt. It, it involves you again. You have to go to your bank. You're going to have to dig out the last year of your bank statements. You're going to have to go and dig into your file cabinet and find yeah. your last two to three years of your, your tax returns. You're going to have to, if you have yeah. a partner, you're going to have to have them do the same exact thing. It is not easy. It does require a lot of work by you guys before yeah. before it ends up in our hands and the lenders. And one recommendation for that, I think, would definitely be if you do your taxes through TurboTax or anything like that, H&R Block, everything's digital now. So you can have yeah. all of your returns digitally. If you get direct deposit, you have all of your pay stubs mm-hmm. and you can ask your company that you work for for a full breakdown or printout of all of your pay stubs for the last two years. And they'll give them to you. 
Yeah. How was your process for the pre-approval? So going back to the previous scenario um, that I was talking about and the importance of finding a good lender, right? Um, I think it all has to do with um, going and doing your due diligence of finding who is going to work with you, right? Because Christian and I, before when we were in the midst of finding and working with you, we were also talking with a lender, Mm -hmm. right? So when we were talking to this person, I don't want to be giving any names, right? Um, We got quoted um, based off, and this person, I'll say the gender female, because I'm going to say she, Mm -hmm. she went based off the W-2s. And the W-2s are basically what they do is they take what you made the last two years and then I'm assuming they average it out or depending on how they do. Mm -hmm. Well, I mentioned that Christian got a promotion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Christian got a promotion, which his last two years, you know, based on where he was at the time, let's just say last year, is a huge difference of pay, you know, because he became the boss. He moved up. Obviously, that comes with a huge a difference yeah. in income. So when we went and she went based off the W-2s, she quote, gave us a pre-approval. And the pre-approval is basically what, you know, you they can loan you on, right? Right. Um, they did that very conservatively considering, you know, the amount. However, Christian was like, but I can technically afford more because now this year, I am on track of making at least double what I make, you know? And she was like, right. However, we are going based off the last two years. So she was conservative. Yeah. So technically I would not have been, if I would have decided to go with her, I would not have been able to purchase or we would not, I say I, because I'm right here, but I say Christian (laughs) and I would not have been able to purchase this home because Mm. this Mm. home was literally five grand above that pre-approval notice that she was giving us um and then that's when we decided to talk to you you recommended us you know um krishneel krishneel sharma with summit funding in petaluma yep Ooh. yep okay so he check uh, him out check him out he rec he recommended us to go to him and sure enough everything worked out so much i mean we got the pre-approval was a huge chunk of a difference i have one more recommendation i I I remember that sorry um if you guys ever need to buy a home or anything just call me i'm also a lender i'll lend out uh bendiciones and i'll make sure that you get enough blessings in your life so you can (laughs) buy a house okay and it's free my lending of blessings is free um but it's a funny story about lenders really quick side note um that i live in grayton so in um there's a gas station on the corner of Cleveland and Marlowe Avenue. Just kidding. There is no corner of Cleveland and Marlowe. But there's a gas station, and I always go pump gas there, and I see this fucking sign, hard money um, hard money loans, or hard money John. And he's a, he's a hard money lender, uh, and then I think it's John the money guy. So there's like two signs with the same phone number written in Sharpie, and then I had seen that, those signs up for a, for a few weeks, and then um, I was driving through Sebastopol and I started seeing a bunch more signs. I was like, damn, he really wants to loan money. <laughs> so if you guys ever need a lender, call this hard money John guy in Sebastopol, California. It was pretty funny. Me and my sister were cracking up. We're like, we're going to call him, see if he wants to be our sugar daddy, pay for college and all the fucking San Francisco rent we have to pay now. Did you call him? Okay. Not yet. Good. Oh. 
Oh. Oh, damn. Oh. 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 <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why you were like, oh, damn. Oh. I just, I wouldn't recommend it. Oh. Oh, damn. <laughs> and why is that? Because Krishna Sharma is the best of the best. Ooh, oh, okay. See? No, but on the real though, I'm that made kidding. that I'm made a playing. huge, yeah. you know, bringing it back. That made a huge impact on um, our whole entire <clears throat> process of house house hunting and what kind of price point we were making. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I wanted to, you know, share that, and that's why uh, we were asking that question prior to um, touching into what is a pre-approval because we just wanted to see, like, super, that's, yeah. like, Absolutely. that, you know, what are your thoughts pre, on that? Yeah, pre-approval at the end of the day to keep it in a nutshell and easy to understand. A pre-approval is you providing your current, past, and future uh, income, how you hand, how do you manage your money and your current and future credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question for you, Michelle, and you could touch on this too. Sure. I feel, um, because we always, we are very much directing most of our episodes to the Latinx community. Mm. You are a very educated person. You are too. And you, had you not had that education, um, I feel like there's a lot of people that would have settled for that person. And I feel like that's one big thing that it's so important to meet the right people because there is that right lender, the right realtor, the mm-hmm. right everyone, yeah. you know? And when you meet that right person, he's for sure one of those right people um, that honestly, if it was the other way around, I would want to make sure that the best fit is for my client. The best right. fit, not what's the best for me. It's Correct. what's best for them. I serve them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's frustrating to hear you being such an educated person, the process that you had to go through. Um, And then I'm just thinking about all of the people that don't speak the language and don't have the knowledge that you do, especially with banking. And I think that it has to do also um, with your open mindedness. Mm -hmm. If that, if that is such a word or a phrase or whatever, open mindset. Yeah. Yeah, Open mindset, because it has to do with the fact that, you know, you have to keep an open mind when you're talking to people. Right. And you want to talk to as many people as you can. And when you have found the right one, and that's what I mean, I don't mean to just keep pointing back to the best of the best, but in reality, it is very, very important that you talk to the right people that are going to know the right channels for you. And they're going to be able to communicate, Hey, you know what? They're going to work with you. And they're going to be like, and that's what I loved about you is that, Hey, well, if you have this other lender, we can, I can, I can work with her. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have this other, lender, that's okay. We can work with her and I can help you and I can connect with her. And I, and I will make sure that I make it right for you. Um, and I think that that is a huge, huge importance because sometimes it's the lack of, Oh, I don't know. Um, I have no knowledge in this field and I feel like I don't know if I can trust this person. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it's your open-mindedness, right? What we, or mindset that we were talking about. Maintaining yeah. that open mind into receiving the information. And remember that just because you meet with someone and you ask them the right questions, it does not mean that you have to move forward right. in doing yes. business with them. It's kind of like now you're shopping to see who is going to be able to help you based on your situation. And I think sometimes fear creeps you know like do yeah. i believe this person do yeah. i it's, yeah 
Because it's such a scary thought, you know, you're about to make a huge financial decision Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that, number one, you're not going to be screwed with the people that you're talking to because there's always the hidden fees or there's always things that they're so far out of your knowledge, especially because not because you're not intelligent, not because you're not necessarily um, educated. It's because it's so out of your realm Mm and your day to day that that lack of knowledge sometimes can, you know, stop you from, you know, meeting with the right people. And I think that that's why it's very important for you to keep that open mind and talk to as many people as you can. And oftentimes if the person that you're working with is not getting you what you want, just remember that, if there is a will, there is a way. And there's more people and out And there's there. more people out yeah. there. And there's, you just yeah. have to find, you have to keep looking. And that's, again, uh, what so I loved about California. you. You made my, you, yeah, you made my job so much easier. <laughs> and I remember, yeah. you know, like I showed up, I took notes. I was like, I'm ready. I remember that. I, do <laughs> I was remember like, that. I am ready because I, I have so many different questions. And, you know, I, to be quite frank with you, since, you know, we're being brutally honest and, you know, we're all about, mm-hmm. you know, being brutally honest Absolutely. and just sharing our opinion here. Yep. And I think you you have also that, you shared that in the last episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't like the answer the last lender gave me. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you know what? There's this. We can afford more. What can you do for us? And Correct. when you have that mentality, yeah. then you're able to be like, okay. Yeah. And then... Luchista. Exactamente. Luchista you know, for yourself. I think I might have even like remembered. I, th- I don't remember if I asked you or if I actually did, because if I want to record a conversation, I used to, I usually say, hey, is it OK if I record this conversation? Not because I'm like, oh, I'm going to wait to see what I <laughs> know, because I have a forgetful You're a memory. Spy. Yeah, exactly. No, because I have a forgetful memory. And sometimes I'm like, did he did he this? Wait, how did they say? Did they say this? Or And then, and then I can reference back. I'm even to that degree. You don't have to be like me. But sometimes I like to take my notes and I'm like, okay, hold on, because I know how I am. La Michelle. La Michelle. La Michelle. Typical oh. Michelle move, for <laughs> that, sure. That impressed me a lot. Oh. She's, remember, yeah. I, I tell She's you, I tell like, Christian all the time. Yeah. She impressed the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad. And she all, and she comes from the banking industry, so she comes from that financial industry mm-hmm, background. Mm-hmm. And so she has... She asks the right questions, right? Because you can ask a bunch of questions like, oh, this and yeah. that. That could be answered easily, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of more complex questions that only apply to you, your life, and that are personalized to your life, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And I feel like um, there's a lot of people out there that are just really trying to make a quick sale, make as much money as they can, and there's people that are truly authentic and honest, and of course, you want to make money. You got to live. You got to, you know? Of course. But at the end of the day, having a moral compass, and that's very important, and some lenders are really conservative because they've been through it. Mm-hmm. They've probably had more leniency in the past and when they were first starting and then they got fucked over and then they started becoming more conservative. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I think that some lenders who are, are more um, like more lenient or liberal with their decision making or their mm-hmm. process, I mm-hmm. think that they have lower risks because of one reason or the other. Correct. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that that also has to do with like going with a more conservative person and going with like one that is going to be able to consider your financial situation. That kind of leads in us into the next point, which um, what are some things to avoid when buying a house in the near future? Because these are things that, of course, based on whoever it is that you're working with, um, but I'm kind of transitioning now sure. into the next question. Mm-hmm. Um, you have most of the time, and this is why I can understand why you... Some lenders are conservative but think about this typically people like to say and i'm just going to throw this out there because people say more money more problems but in reality it's more money lack of knowing how to handle your money problems (laughs) that's just me because i like that that. we like that because think about it you know what usually comes with a pay increase for most consumers they're gonna go after the new car they're gonna look for that next upgrade and they're gonna yep. get themselves into whatever that status symbol is correct yes yep. and so our but next question yeah. was going to be what are some things to avoid if you are looking into purchasing a home if you're looking to purchase your home in the in the, in the near near future in the next two to three months the biggest things you want to avoid is adding any more debt to your credit cards don't, okay. Just because you're going to buy a new home doesn't mean you go buy a brand new sofa and put, throw it in a credit card. Doesn't mean you go buy a brand new coffee table and throw it in a credit card. It sure as hell does not mean you have a baby and, and, and buy a brand new Lexus or a Jeep Cherokee. Anything that you put, any more debt to you that you add to your credit cards is increasing your debt to income ratio. And that could be a very negative factor when a lender is looking at you and you're asking for a half a million dollars, which is less than the median price range in Sonoma County. If that makes sense. That makes sense that for enough? sure. Fair enough. Okay. What about after you close? Then can you after go, you close, can it's you go all, help out girl summer? <laughs> I am not fi- a financial advisor, but after <laughs> after the deal closes, after the after the title transfers into your name, you're more than welcome to do whatever you would like. There you go. Okay. Just, just don't tell your lender. <laughs> just don't tell your lender. Just don't tell your lender. Just don't don't go bragging about it. it on Instagram and sharing it on your stories. And if you do, just block your lender. <laughs> block your lender, please. Don't be messy. Be smart, okay? No, yeah, that, Don't no, be messy, that, that be it. impressive. Honestly, that's all That's all I should have said is exactly what Dita said. Just at, If you're thinking in the next two or three months, just be smart. Just Don't, be smart. Just, just factor in that you're about yeah. to ask for a very big handful of money to be yep. lent to you. Be very wise on what you throw on your credit cards and what, what extra debt you throw on your, your, yeah. your credit score. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And you know, tune in for our next episode because we have a lot of information on what it is for credit Mm -hmm. um, that we are going and you know that we're planning on discussing with you. Um, But that is very, very important. Um, Like what you were saying is, if you don't want it to show into your debt to income ratio, and if you don't want it to show on your report, because Mm -hmm. you are going to be you know, asking for a huge lump sum of money. Mm -hmm. And I remember, thank God that at the time we decided, you know, not to put my name on the loan at the time, because Mm -hmm. it was what worked for Christian and I strategic uh, wise. But I remember that, you know, having a car, even if you can show that you can afford it, it was such a huge deal when it came down to lending that you were like, well, what do you mean? So I have this income and then I have this car. I still can afford the 
the, the car house. payment or the house or, or exactly yeah. I, i'm sorry yeah the house payment however because you are asking for the long term they you know Correct. yeah it create yeah it's just this place it's a liability yeah exactly it's a liability yeah. to them and exactly. so they don't want they don't want to see it Correct. Yeah. they yeah. want you to be as low risk as possible they don't just factor in the car payment they factor in the full coverage insurance they factor in the Correct. the, the yeah. inflation with gas about to be over five bucks a gallon and I mean, the yeah yeah so they yeah they factor in all that stuff and the type of car you have too. You Correct. can have, you could be financing a G class Mercedes, mm-hmm. right? Is yeah. that what they, G class Mercedes, or you could be financing like a, an like AMG. a Honda. Or an AMG. An AMG. Yeah. And even me, I haven't even done it yet. That's yeah. right. I want to. Yeah. Lord, Lord knows. I want to. I know. I think she about it every to. damn Friday. I'm on my I'm I'm way home. But, but I just, you just, I just, I, I have. He knows his, um, he has his goals and he keeps his mind focused on the on greater prize. Right, right. Greater good. And he knows that per- making that move right now, not because he cannot afford it, because he making that move is going to possibly cost him, mm-hmm. you know, setting himself. Correct. Exactly. Right? Correct. Yeah, exactly. You are leading by example, which is amazing. Well, well, well I can talk all that I want. <laughs> if I don't walk the walk, then what good Literally. am I to my viewers, right? No, for, don't get me for wrong. sure. I would love, I would love my AMG, but at, 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 at the end of the day. AMG. Well, in 10 years i'll have my amg and then some there you go that's, yeah. and that's that's not out of cockiness it's out of confidence hell yeah. yeah out of hard work and your work ethic and all of yep. the and just product having a, of, having, a, having a plan and sticking to it yes exactly you know yep. that sounds amazing so um with we, that being oh. yeah we missed one point oh i think you're gonna you're gonna touch on it we'll the see. definition of one term that we said we were going to talk about uh, Escrow. Oh, oh, that's coming next. Up. That's okay. coming we should. Up. That's okay. perfect. Okay, okay yeah. wonderful. I want to make sure that we clear some of these things before we dive into escrow because I know okay. we mentioned that we because all this is pre-escrow. Yeah, so that's this, a is great point. Pre-escrow. Great point. this is so all pre-escrow. So pre-approval, uh, your job security, all yes. of that is in the process yes. of purchasing. Yes. Yeah. Now we're going through that process. Okay. Yep. So if I am looking into buying a house, okay. um, let's just say in general. Um, how soon or how much time in advance mm-hmm. should I start talking to a realtor or a lender? Great and question. I do want to ask you this Great because question. I know you shared, I know when Christian and I came to you, we mm-hmm. were ready to buy a house. Correct. But I know you also mentioned a story of someone who reached out and just said, hey, I want to buy a house. I have no idea when I'll be ready. I don't even know if I'm going to be ready. And then this per, uh, particular individual ended up actually, because they reached out to you, right. they ended up ta- uh, purchasing their home a mm-hmm. year after. Right. I, I don't right. know, um, you know, if you can just share, the, that's just a little bit of perspective and time frame. And mm-hmm. if there is a right time frame, because I don't think. To, like a right time to buy? Yeah. To start, well, talking, not, to to start talking to someone, if you are I, looking. Yeah. I think yeah, as yeah, and every situation is different. Obviously, if you're if you're a, a lady and you have a husband, or if you're a husband and you have a wife, and you guys are you guys you guys have both have had consistent income. You both have been in your jobs for two years. You're about to have a baby, maybe right? Start a family, baby. right? Yeah, right. right? Uh, your cars are paid off. You have good credit scores, right? At that point in time, if it's right for you, then then it's right for you. You know what I mean? But it also depends on, and when I get asked this question, that's the biggest question to answer, right? That's the hardest question to answer. Uh, but it's also the million-dollar question, and you need to be, pre- be prepared to answer it. And it all depends on what your goals are. If you are going to purchase a home and sell it in the next five years, it's going to be a lot different compared to if you're planning on purchasing a property, not being greedy, and being patient and waiting until the right time is to sell, then that's a different story. 
right? Yeah, you, you have aspirations of what's called building equity and 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 and, and uh, growing in real estate over time, right? Is it fair enough? In terms of um, being ready to speak to a realtor or a lender, mm-hmm. would you say that they have to have maybe a basic? Under- have you been approached by people who really aren't ready? In the past, like they're yeah, like, oh, I, I want to buy a I house have, in like I six have. months. Absolutely. Is I mean, six but they probably need like guidance, right? Uh, yeah, right. Exa- that's exactly what they need. And what I usually do is I, we obviously talk to me. I find out what their aspirations are. I find out what their current situation is. And, and if I, if I know that they're not ready, if I know that they haven't been at their job or if I know that they just don't have enough money in their savings account, I won't just tell them, hey, go talk to the signer just to get disappointed. And put a bad, t- oh, yeah. bad taste in your mouth. You will be honest. I'll guide them. I'll, I'll be honest with them and tell them, hey, I am not a legitimate lender, but I will tell you these are most likely this is the foundation you will need. Yeah. And then I'll basically. What we talked about already. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll just, I'll basically find out basically what their aspirations are, when their goal is and how fast they want to move into a property. I'll plug that date in into my calendar and I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll plan on following up with that person until they There you ready. go. Yeah. That's, that's a great answer to that question. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people. Uh, I think a lot of people in the industry, they probably get frustrated with people coming and not being prepared, but Mm -hmm. it's like, there also, it really isn't a lot of education on things like this. You know, there is clearly a lack of preparation for a lot of, for a lot of people, including myself Mm -hmm. of not really understanding the thing, the main core things that you needed to buy a house. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had a fun, uh, I had an understanding of it, but the definitions and the details, it was all, it was just not there. And I think when you have access or when you're listening to podcasts or you're able to have conversations like the one we're having now, Mm -hmm. it's really nice because you can not only have a discussion about it, but teach others while you're learning. Right. Exactly. And that's a beautiful feeling. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. 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 So it all, it all, it all depends. It all depends on you, you know, your current situation with you, your family, your kids or your future kids. Um, and which is what, what your aspirations are. Um, if you plan on, if you plan on living there and turning it into your family home for a little while and moving yeah. right into a cul-de-sac, sure. You probably comfortable for there for 10 to 15 years. Yeah. No, no problem. You'll, you'll, you will get an ROI. You, if you stay here for 10 years on record, if you stay here for 10 years, you will get an ROI on this house. What is that? I, I don't return on return investment. Return on investment. Yeah, we talked about yeah. so it. it all, so Woo. at the end of the day, it really highly all depends. It's a very hard, I can't just answer it with a blank, with a blanket statement. It all depends that makes on, sense. it all depends 100%. on your situation. And where you aspirate to be in five to 10 years from now. Perfect. If if that's fair enough. That is fair enough. At the end of the day, day, if you, if you buy high and then in five years it's low, then you can do what's called a refi. If you have equity, if, if the rates are are, are correct. And if not, you hold that, you do a refi, you do try to get that monthly as, as low, low, exactly as low as you can go. You rent it out at the cap and whatever left, that difference is called cash flow, And then, you know, five to 10 years after that, that's when you buy your, you purchase your next house, but you right. rent yep. that out. You rent right. exactly. So yeah, you build yep. that cash flow. Correct. With yeah. your property. And you know, there is like, like you said, it all comes down to you. And this is what I also tell my customers to when someone comes in and they inquire about a mortgage and I tell them, well, how so- I first ask, when are you ready, ready? Or how soon are you looking to purchase? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when I'm opening up, accounts or when I meet with someone fresh and I know that they're renting I always ask are you looking to purchase right not only because I mean bluntly honest you are looking to see what other opportunities you can find from every individual that you sit down sit down with and talk to but yeah but 
you know, oftentimes I find that when I ask that question, they're like, oh, no, it's just I don't have this and I don't have that and I don't do this. But I said, let's move all of those excuses aside. Let's talk about what your dreams are. Would you love to right. own a home? Right. Like what are some of those yeah. aspirations that you personally have? And would you like to purchase? Well, yes, of course, it would be a dream. And, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, okay, well, you know, that could be you a year from today. That could be you six months from now. You yeah. don't know. I And I always tell them, you can always meet with a, you know, I'm at the bank. So I'm going to just use it like I'm at the bank. Mm-hmm. I always tell them, you can talk to a mortgage lender, have them process your application, like you're ready to purchase a home and see where you're truly at and what your pre-approval letter comes out to. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the things that are potentially stopping you from buying that home of your dreams? Mm -hmm. And that could be your focus in the next six to, you know, eight, 12 months Mm -hmm. for you to work on, whether it's better or increasing your credit score, whether it's getting rid of that loan or that car payment that that is holding you back, paying Mm -hmm. that off. Uh, Maybe it's building that savings account because most people, like we talked in the last episode, most people think that they have to have large lumps of of money. Right. And we talked about only, you only need the 3%. Mm -hmm. So some people, if they have a little bit of that, you know, of that cash flow, or they can figure out a way to come up with that money, you can realistically speaking, Set yourself up so that in the next six to 12 months, you're ready to, um, you know, purchase that, that home and you hit up Chris if you're Hell in the yeah. area and you're able to do something and get your family wherever mm-hmm. it is that you, you want to be at. Yeah. A lot of it, a lot of it comes on you too. It's not just the professionals. It's not just the realtor. It's not just the lender. You know, it's not just the referral. It's, it comes on you. You have to be ready, willing, and able to be mm-hmm. in that uncomfortable situation, mm-hmm. talk to a lender, talk finances, talk to a, a professional realtor who you've never, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. And going back, keeping that open, open mindset. Open mindset. You have, Don't forget, you ask 10 different people, you'll always get 10 different answers. So the best thing you can do is use your, ju- you know, use your own gut instinct. Yep. Yeah. At the end of the day, because you do. You ask 10 different realtors the same questions you've asked me today, You, I promise you, you'll You're all going to get different answers. You're all going to get different answers, so just use your own judgment at the end of the day and take everything with a grain of salt. I really think that there's one big piece of this puzzle that we are missing. What is it? What do you think? I think it's we're framing purchasing a home as don't be intimidated to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you the information, but then there's also this external factor of people coming in with big money, investment money, investment mm. dollars, paying cash. Right. And they're coming in with these big bucks and mm-hmm. you're putting in offers and you're putting an offer and you're fucking scraping by, right? Mm-hmm. And you have, Ooh. you're you're like scraping by to qualify. You've done it. You've got the realtor. You've got the lender. You've got it all. Mm-hmm. And then someone comes in and whops the fucking cash down and you lose that sale. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very big issue too, especially in a place like Sonoma County. What do you I have to say about that? I want to piggyback what you're just what saying. Do you, what do you have to say about that? as the selling perspective does it really matter what is coming to you because at the end of the day the lender is going to pay you the cash person is going to give you a cashier's check or you know all of these things are going to still be a factor so i that's just something that on the other side of things does it really really matter does it highly impact if you're coming with a lender or with cash uh great question yeah yes if you have an all cash offer that gives you a lot more leverage if you have an all cash offer there's there's uh 
There's two contingencies that you can remove from your from your uh, offer, and that is a loan contingency and an appraisal. And that is two out of three contingencies that every seller on this earth loves to see removed, okay. because it's basically a done deal. You write your you write your offer at the amount. Uh, if you have any inspections, that's the only contingency. And they can go up. They can they can clearly offer if they have the fucking cash for it. They can clearly offer more than Much the asking more. price. Correct. Much more and outbid everybody. And I think. For a lot of people, locals that want to buy, that mm-hmm. are currently renting, mm-hmm. young people, people of our generation, I think they're finding it very difficult to do that mm-hmm. because especially after the pandemic too, right, right. you got to take into account hella people from the city, they got, um, they got to work remote. Yep. permanently mm-hmm. so they're like fuck living in the city fuck this paying you know four city. times what we're paying four here. times what we're paying yeah. here i could take all of my savings out and smack two half million, hour drive 45 minute drive two million dollars down yeah. on a home like yeah. no problem like no one's business and i have this city job and i have this big you know more than six figure job and i i could definitely afford it so i think that's another very big thing that it's i mean Yes, I don't want anybody to be intimidated by the process of purchasing a home, mm-hmm. especially if you have someone like Chris on your side or someone with the knowledge like I have Michelle, I have my family. Um, everyone in my family is very knowledgeable about housing too, like construction and, and renos and all of that and real estate. And I think that it's really important to not give up. Correct. Because yeah. you, it, it could be fucking draining. But Sorry. if you are set on your goals, don't give up. Up. keep going because the right house will f- eventually be yours yeah and i think that that's a huge key point into when you decide whether you have the lender pre-approval letter mm-hmm. or you have the all cash like you said these are things that i guess are going to impact escrow mm-hmm. correct? correct so um what escrow. is escrow <laughs> what, is talk escrow? About what, what is escrow yeah nice. what is now we're here we, we've arrived <laughs> escrow, on escrow es- es- escrow here we go. Yeah, here we go. So he, so escrow is a point in time during the transaction after you write your offer and once the offer gets accepted. Once your offer gets accepted, you are in what's called escrow. The standard escrow in Sonoma County is 30 days. Okay. Uh, currently, that may have moved up just due to the heat of the market, maybe 35 days. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, standard California escrow is 30 days. During that 30 days, uh, a standard escrow has three contingencies, an inspection, appraisal, and loan. So... Oh, if you, let's say let, let's say on this that scenario makes very, that makes a lot of sense. Great. If let's say you're not writing an all cash offer and you don't have, let's say this house is worth six hundred grand. Let's say you don't have six hundred grand just in your bank account. Channel. Right. You're going to talk to me. We're going to get you in touch with a with a lender. We're going to get you pre approved and, and all the all the nine yards. Once we do that, we write the offer and during escrow. Once we get the once we get the offer accepted. There is three contingencies. Again, appraisal, loan, and inspection. The first one is inspections. That's the that's the biggest, most important one. And okay. what are inspections? Inspections is, you know, is the structural of the house. They they expect they inspect the roof. They inspect Who? all of the roof inspector. Oh. Yeah, so we hire so a roof inspector. You guys have to hire all types of different inspectors Correct. to come. Correct. Yeah, there's not and just do one the inspector. Inspections. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. The, the plumbing inspector, the exactly. roof inspe- inspector. So what, the most the most popular inspections is three. There's a home inspection, which is called a general home and they generally okay. inspect everything, okay. everything from the floor to the plumbing. They run all of the faucets they're going to come 
if if a home inspector went in your house, they're going to run all the faucets. They're going to check all the exterior. They're going to check the electrical. They're going to make sure that everything's ship shape. Make sure all the drainage is draining properly, and there's nothing. There's no slow slow dra- drainage or anything like that. Yeah. The pest inspector, everything wood. They're going to oh, come yeah. with a big old probe and probe yeah. the outside, probe the exterior siding, and just see where anything's soft. And if any wood is soft, usually there's dry rot. Uh, okay. And then after that comes the roof inspection. Roof inspection and a new roof can be upwards minimally of, of, of 16 grand or more. So that is probably one of the biggest inspections that we conduct is the roof inspection. So if, Obviously. if uh, depending on these inspections, if something, um, I have two questions sure. for inspections. Mm-hmm. Um, if something is wrong with the house and turns out you have to do a whole new fucking roof, mm-hmm. can you use that as a buyer as leverage to get a lower, to leverage mm-hmm. to... Um, like lower the price or get some credits? Yes, to get some credits. Excellent. That is the ex- excellent question. And the qu- and the answer is yes, 100%. Okay. You so can like negotiate. That's I say, the word I was trying I to say use. this on the record and I say this to all my clients. Anytime a seller, don't forget this. Don't forget this. Anytime a seller does not, seller. Anytime a seller does not do their preemptive market inspections, always shoot themselves right in the foot. Okay. So a buy, the reason why I say that is, a buyer can very easily write you an offer with a very handsome number on in front of it to get you to accept it, right? Especially in a competitive market. Yeah. They can write you a very, very pleasing offer amount, but it's contingent upon inspection, loan, and appraisal. Ooh. And during that inspection contingency, if you do not pay for and provide those and disclose up front, that buyer during escrow has every single right in the world to then negotiate. negotiate. And that gives them, what is it called? Leverage. Leverage to negotiate yeah. against your property. And that can be in, in, in two different forms. Actually, three. But the two most popular is either lowering your, let's say they find five five grand on the roof and five grand in pest work. That's 10 grand total. They can then, in escrow, they have your a property off market, right? And then they'll, they're going to bang you for, 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 for 10 grand. Five for grand for the roof and five grand for the pest work. Right, but if you provide that up front and you have them initial every single inspection that you have done prior to them writing the offer, they can no longer use that as leverage. Hmm. Right, so that's, that's why I instruct, I instruct, and I even pay for all of my sellers' inspection because it's it's just that worth it. It saves me money. It saves, it saves my them clients money. Yeah. money, and it saves them stress. Yeah, that makes sense. And 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 my second question was, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second question was. New construction homes, are you getting all three inspectors in the home or are you question. just getting the even general better. the even general better. inspector? That is the, that is an even better question. Depends on the buyer. Okay. It depends on the buyer. Um, and even if something was built two years ago, yeah. things change on the yearly basis. Yeah, Sometimes because, even, even on the monthly or even the weekly. Yeah. So codes can change. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. I hate to say it, and this is the brutal politics of the industry. If a buyer finds something that's not up to code, they can leverage that against you Jeez. to pay for it. Even I'll give you a prime example. I'm not going to mention names and I'm not going to mention an address because it just happened this week. But we had a buyer uh, on a on a fairly brand new property built maybe two, not even two years ago, and they tried tried to leverage the uh, the a- AC unit. Oh shit! Right. Was it not working? Were you representing the seller? I was representing the seller on this one, not 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 the buyer. Uh, it was working just fine. However, that that um, that that inspector, the home inspector, jotted down that it had a cold start, and they recommended that, that a pro- professional HVAC person come out and and and, and look at it. If you would have got all of that done, if, if my seller would have gotten all that done ahead of time and had them sign for it, we wouldn't have had to deal with it. 
Not, not thankfully, the AC was fine. Nothing's, everything's okay, fine. Good. My sale is protected. We're, there's no negotiation that's going to hinder my sale. But again, that was because that was addressed ahead of time before the offer was written. So it's, this is for sellers, not, not much for buyers, yeah. but more for the sellers, yeah. if, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's really critical to be prepared. Critical. Preparation yeah, and information is fucking key. Both buyers right? and sellers. Yeah. On both, both ends. ends. So first home buyers, second home buyers, whatever preparation. Correct. Is key. Correct. And the goodness is that he does both. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I can, and it's good because I can, if I can flip the script, and if I'm talking to a seller and sitting at their dinner table trying to sign my listing agreement with them, yeah, I can, I can, I can quickly flip the script and say, hey, if I was, if I was a buyer agent on your property, this is what I would do. This is the route I would take. He knows like how both does that sides. make you feel? That's fucking smart. You know what I mean? I, so what That's I do smart. is, I'm again, just like we are on these podcasts, I'm real, I'm honest, and what I do is I put that bad taste in, yeah, yeah. and then I take it right back out. Ooh. I let them know exactly what's coming their way, and that's called, that's what's called setting up realistic expectations. But the, on the real, though, that's really, really smart because it kind of saves the headache yes. as Correct. a seller. Um, like, oh, my gosh. Like, that way yeah. you're not like... It, do, it doesn't come at you sideways or you're not blinded. Blind, yep. mm-hmm. Like these are your, bl- yeah, like your blind spots and mm-hmm. these are the, you know, the places where you're going to be hit mm-hmm. because you as the buyer, you're going to go for those things, right? Because you want to lower the price Correct. of if, the house. If you are someone who like fights for themselves or someone who like knows what they want and someone with it's all based off situations, right. And personality types. Cause there's people that, Oh no, I don't know. And you know, sometimes things can get too complicated and people talk them down out of doing something that they actually have a right to do because it's just the easy way out. And I think that with someone like you, that's not going to happen. I and I, and I want to piggyback you. off your comment. Yeah. Um, because it is so easy to do. Especially when there's a lot of emotion involved. Cuando tienes mucha emoción, I remember when I was first buying my house, it was a new construction. I was the first owner. Um, It had just finished being built. And there were so many things that I was just like, I don't care. This is my house. You know what I mean? And I was like overlooking a lot of things. And my um, realtor, I explained last episode how I actually met Joe but Joe Joe. was a contractor prior to and he said one thing that he said to me and he said I will come with like those circled stickies and I will go and every single little scratch I will mark there's a scratch here there's a scratch here I need you to fix this I need you to fix it's that. It's a new construction, bro. There shouldn't be any of any mm. of that. Not and he on said, a new construction. It, and exactly, you know, what we were talking about, yeah. it does not matter mm-hmm. because even new construction, there could be mess ups. 100%. Yeah. And Hell yeah. he said to, and he's and you know, he said to me, he said, okay, I will come in and I will make sure that everything was not just built properly, but installed properly. Correct. Up to code. Up to code. Up exactly. To code. And I was like, oh, okay, great. You know, who cares about this scratch? Who cares about this? Because I was so caught in my own emotions. Yeah. And I do have to say that even though we did all of this, there's always going to be, you know, like those little things that even though you're buying new construction and I, and I'm saying, I'm going to share this because it's so important because even in new houses where you might assume that less things are going to be an issue, my going back to H hvac or whatever my ac unit was installed upside down 
And so when I got my house, it was a new construction, first time owner. When you when you go to my when in Texas, when you you know people were coming through the Vivint people, the home security people were knocking on my door trying to get me to get their home security because it was a new house, da 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 da, or whatever. Well, I came and one of them rang my doorbell and I opened the door and there was water coming out of a tube in the front of like literally next to where the guests that are be, going to be coming in, oh, there was yeah. water dripping. And I thought, and this is again, my ignorance and my lack of knowledge. I thought that was normal. I thought that was just the two was there to be meant for drainage. Oh, that's what I thought. God. And the security guy, he comes in and he goes security guy because he's, it's the, it was securities. a vivid guy. Yeah. The yeah, home yeah, yeah. security. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he goes in, he's like, Hey, um, this is total side note, but I don't think this is supposed to be happening. I'm like, oh no, it's a drainage pipe. He's like, no. Um, I was 19, okay, or 20. I was like, mm, no, no, 19. I'm sorry. Wh- whatever age, I was, that doesn't matter. I was like, oh no, I think that's why there's. He's like, no, I've been to many of these houses, and none of them have water coming out of this pipe. No, and la, la instalaron al revés. And so then I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. Like I think that this pipe, if I'm not mistaken. It means that if water is coming out, the reason why they have it is because there's something wrong with something in the house. And this is a way for the owner to know. So I called the company and I was like, hey, um, it looks like there's water coming out of this tube that's next to my front door. Da, 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 da. And they're like, oh, OK, we'll send the people who installed the AC, AC. and oh, actually God. refrigerated air because that's what they call it in El Paso. So they came and then I said, well, this is where the water comes out from. And the guy was like, yeah, so that means that it was installed incorrectly. This is actually an indicator that something is wrong. So we're going to go in. And then he went up to the attic and then they took like, I think I want to say two days. And he said, we're going to have to do some work on your house because whoever installed while they were building your home, they installed it upside down, which... Honestly, shit I am show. no expert. Yeah, Fucking and it shit means, show. yeah, but they did have to fix it. Damn. So, oh yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're buying new or whether you're buying old. You, it's very crucial that you get these things done. And I don't yeah. think I did inspections because it was a new construction. I, I have a question: was was that AC unit being that it was installed upside down? Was it still working? It was working. That's that's my point right there. That is exactly my point. Even if it's working, you still want to get that inspection done. Fuck yeah. You period. Think you'll you'll yeah. think that your house is, is, is gold. Period po. Okay. Like a 10 I'm, out of 10. Okay. A period po. A 10 out of 10. 10 out of, but period that's po. why you hire those inspectors because that's that's their job. Their job is literally to find something wrong. It's similar if I were to take my car to uh, Christian at, at, at Nissan. He's gonna If I come up for an oil change, he's going to find what? Oil change? But you also need... Uh, you you also have thirteen percent of your brakes left. You also need front pads, and you also need to change out your flu your windshield fluid. You also need to change out your radiating fluid fluid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's their job. So if you do that ahead of time, it'll save a lot less surprises during escrow when it counts. And I think that's that, when it counts. And it's just about knowing that you have the right to ask these fucking mm-hmm. questions. It's Correct. not something that's like, oh, you have to pay two thousand dollars more for an inspection or a thousand more for the no. Right. It's you as you're buying the house you're already paying for the process right yeah i'm assuming yeah so you have a right to ask 
I want to make sure it's right. Even if it's exactly. working, making sure it's fucking right. Because it's a 30... Yeah. You're paying the shit for 30 years. Exactly. You're paying a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that was just one out of two things that weren't working properly. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. On, yeah. A, on, on a, my new on home? On a new home. On, on a, a new home. New home. Imagine home. buying yeah. one that built in 1970 in San exactly. Rosa. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's just, Yeah. Period. Po. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But... um. With that being said, I yes. I am pretty much, those were some of the talking points that yes. I really wanted to um, discuss of going on forward. It's just a free for all, any, any additional things that we want to share or any additional questions that you, we any other might questions? have. No, I think just uh, make sure to follow Chris. Mm-hmm. He has, we're going to link down below all of his information. Michelle's going to link down below. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> like we said last time, we have, this is all fucking raw, but Michelle will link down below all of the, his information. Make sure to follow him. Any questions. He's very responsive. Slide in the DMS, ask him a question. And he's always uh, very responsive and always posting always stuff there. too. Always there. Yeah. And, and <laughs> since we do have a little bit of extra time, um, since you know we're actually below our normal episode oh, time, yeah? um, if I may, and I know we did not discuss this, so oh, you know boy. you don't have to do this. Oh boy! <gasps> but I know you just started your your company, mm-hmm. so I don't know if we can or if we cannot. Yeah. If you can share, I know he just is launching. Yep. Um, here, I'll, I'll take it over. Yeah. Yes. So we. We are we have we are currently launching and have launched a company a local real estate company was called BW and Co. It's not a it's not a brokerage yet. Don't throw this on the record. Yet. So it's, it's not on the brokerage. You can throw this on. It's fine. It's not. It, we are not a brokerage yet, but we in the next year will be our own brokerage. Okay. Um, and it's going to be something very different. Okay. We're going to have okay. a lot of. We're going to separate ourselves from the average guy. We're going to be advertising ourselves on the internet. We're going to be answering all the questions. We're going to be educating and spending a lot of time, a lot of investing, a lot of money and time into a lot more content for, for first timers and, and, and these people who don't, because that's the difference is that a lot of the, a lot of the typical uh, stereotypical real estate agent you think of what is 40 years old, suit and tie, you know, hair slicked back, right? A lot of those guys in our industry and in today's world don't have the Instagram and the YouTube and the Facebook. They're not up to date with the social media. They're they're really not. And um, reaching the populations that are going to buy. I was going to say unfortunately, but no, fortunately for me. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, keep a look uh, for all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, the biggest thing is just to stay educated. Ask, ask, ask those questions that you have. And nothing great comes easy. So just, just yeah. keep yeah. your open mind. Awesome. Go into it with an open mindset. And you have that page up and running already. And yes, make sure you follow it's up it and running. for sure. Yeah, we'll have a lot more swag giveaways and stuff coming Woo. up pretty soon here pretty soon. Yes. Um, and yeah, we'll just keep a lookout for BW and Co. BW and um, Co. I would say about another five months, we'll have our own brokerage, we'll have our own building. It's most likely going to be in Santa Rosa somewhere. We'll keep you guys in the loop. I'm sure we'll have another nice. podcast where we yeah. can kind of yeah. touch base on some more stuff, some more, more wins and some more secrets of the trade to just tell you guys what's what you really need Doing to Doing it local and building building your fucking legacy. That's awesome. Exactly. So fucking cool. Love it. Well, thank you for thank you for having us. Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys on. for having me. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for coming on and thank you for your patience with me interrupting you and thank you for fucking It was hard. 
<laughs> thank you for all the information we really appreciate it yeah i think that Absolutely. most importantly because not everybody is willing to come in front and stand or sit <laughs> in front of a camera yes. and just share the knowledge yes. because they they're you know not everybody wants to expose things or put things out there but i think yep. that that's one of the things that makes you very very unique and which is one you know yeah. If I if I say something wrong, if I say something incorrect or not maybe a hundred percent accurate, that means Period. I'm like I'm a human fucking being at the yeah. end of the day. Just like Period, you. Just like you, just Period, like Dita, just yeah. like my wifey, and just like Michelle yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. We figured it out together. Yeah, absolutely. It's cool. Team effort at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So until next time, stay tuned because next episode we're going to be talking about oh credit. Oh my gosh, yes. And that and how- motherfucker, that is. Yep. Sheesh. It get was, your um, notepad ready yep. for that one. Yep. yep that yep. episode is going to be fucking. We pre recorded it because going to Mexico, but you guys, it is so fucking good. Oh and I cannot gosh. wait to drop it. Yeah. So thank love you for it. being love here. Love wait. And stay tuned. <gasps> Am I going to be on again after this? We're gonna have another, Absolutely, we're gonna have another, yes. we're gonna have another one soon. We will have we another have one to. once you have your uh, the building, everything more details. Or, or here, here's even a, um, you know, a total just like proposal. Why yes. don't we, after these little mini series, yes, um, launch, we can you know post it on our media to come and watch both of these episodes or whatever yep. and then have them ask the questions yes we, we could do a q a q a follow you, up have you ever done a, li- a live q a i've never done a live we should do we should, we should have all of our phones we could have instagram oh, facebook youtube we could, we could do, do live we could do a like a live q a session have a couple glasses of wine or Hell beer, yeah. something we love that idea you know i mean Fuck yeah we should do that and then we can like film it too you, i can work on my spanish a little bit oh yeah. there you go <laughs> i'm about soy como ocho ciento por ciento de, de español that's, the, that's my guess i'm like 80 percent. i know 80 percent. okay ochenta is 800 is that how you say it? no ochenta is 80 ochenta 80. No, 80. 80%. 80%. 80%. 80%. 80%. 80%. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And if you are, si eres nativo, hablas nomás español, uh, we'd be more than glad to help you in the claro. process too and help you translate. We should. Ayudarte claro. a traducir. Um, aquí para que puedas aún así trabajar con, con Chris. Y ánimo, raza. Échale yeah, ganas. But Muchísimas we'll, gracias. We'll keep you, uh, stay tuned Woo. for um, our Either Next Instagram, episode. his Instagram, or our personal Instagrams. And then we'll keep you guys posted on the time of day if we decide to do the live one. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, guys. Have a good one. Awesome. Thank you. See you guys. Yeah. Oh, no, it's this one. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. Tengo a bebé somarida. Tengo a bebé somarida. Tengo a bebé somarida. Venga, venga, venga. 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 Venga, venga